Book Three, Chapter Six of The World's Desire. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Annie Hill. The World's Desire by H. Ryder Haggard. Chapter Six The Burning of the Shrine. Ray the priest saw and heard then turning he stole away through the maddened throng of women and fled with what speed he might from the temple his heart was filled with fear and shame for he knew full well that pharaoh was dead not at the hand of hathor but at the hand of miriamun the queen whom he had loved he knew well that dead meneptah spake not with the voice of the dread gods but with the voice of the magic of miriamun who of all women that have been since the days of Taya was the most skilled in evil magic, the lore of the snake. He knew also that Miriamun would slay Helen for the same cause wherefore she had slain Pharaoh, that she might win the wanderer to her arms. While Helen lived, he was not to be won away. Now Ray was a righteous man, loving the gods and good and hating evil and his heart burned because of the wickedness of the woman that once he cherished this he swore that he would do if time were left to him he would warn the helen so that she might fly the fire if she so willed ay and would tell her all the wickedness of miriamun her foe his old feet stumbled over each other as he fled till he came to the gates of the temple of hathor and knocked on the gates what wouldst thou old crone asked the priest who sat in the gates i would be led to the presence of the hathor he answered no woman hath passed up to look upon the hathor said the priest that women do not seek then ray made a secret sign and wondering greatly that a woman should have the inner wisdom the priest let him pass he came to the second gates what wouldst thou said the priest who sat in the gates i would go up into the presence of the hathor no woman hath willed to look upon the hathor said the priest then again ray made the secret sign but still the priest wavered let me pass thou foolish warden said ray i am a messenger from the gods if thou art a mortal messenger woman thou goest to thy doom said the priest on my head be it answered ray and the priest let him pass wondering now he stood before the doors of the alabaster shrine that glowed with the light within still ray paused not only uttering a prayer that he might be saved from the unseen swords he lifted the latch of bronze and entered fearfully but none fell upon him nor was he smitten of invisible spears before him swung the curtains of tyrian web but no sound of singing came from behind the curtains all was silence in the shrine he passed between the curtains and looked up the sanctuary it was lit with many hanging lamps and by their light he saw the goddess helen seated between the pillars of her loom but she wove no more at the loom the web of fate was rent by the wanderer's hand and lay on either side a shining cloth of gold the golden helen sat songless in her lonely shrine and on her breast gleamed the red star of light that wept the blood of men her head rested on her hand, and her heavenly eyes of blue gazed emptily down the empty shrine. Ray drew near trembling, though she seemed not to see him at all, 
and at last flung himself upon the earth before her now at length she saw him and spoke in her voice of music who art thou that dares to break in upon my sorrow she said wonderingly art thou indeed a woman come to look on one who by the will of the gods is each woman's deadliest foe then ray raised himself saying no woman am i immortal lady i am ray that aged priest who met thee two nights gone by the pylon gates and led thee to the palace of pharaoh and i have dared to seek thy shrine to tell thee that thou art in danger at the hands of miriamon the queen and also to give thee a certain message with which i am charged by him who is named the wanderer now helen looked upon him wonderingly and spoke didst thou not but now name me a mortal ray how then can i be in danger who am immortal and not be harmed of men death hath no part in me speak not to me of dangers who alas can never die till everything is done but tell me of that faithless wanderer whom i must love with all the womanhood that shuts my spirit in and all my spirit that is clothed in womanhood for ray the gods without holding death have in wrath cursed me with love to torment my deathlessness oh when i saw him standing where thou now standest my soul knew its other part and i learned that the curse i give to others had fallen on myself and him yet was this wanderer not altogether faithless to thee lady said ray listen and i will tell thee all speak on she said oh speak and speak swiftly then ray told helen all that tale which the wanderer had charged him to deliver in her ear and keep no word back he told her how miriam had beguiled eperitus in her shape how he had fallen in the snare and sworn by the snake he who should have sworn by the star he told her how the wanderer had learned the truth and learning it had cursed the witch who wronged him how he had been overcome by the guards and borne to the bed of torment how he had been freed by the craft of miriamon and how he had gone forth to lead the host of chem all this he told her swiftly hiding not while she listened with eager ears truly she said when all was told truly thou art a happy messenger now i forgive him all yet he has sworn by the snake who should have sworn by the star and because of his fault never in this space of life shall helen call him lord yet we will follow him ray hark what is this again it comes that long shrill cry as of ghosts broke loose from hades it is the queen quoth ray the queen who with all women of tanis comes hither to burn thee in thy shrine she hath slain pharaoh and now she would slay thee also and so win the wanderer to her arms fly lady fly nay i will not fly said helen let her come but do thou ray pass through the temple gates and mingle with the crowd there thou shalt awake my coming and when i come draw near fearing nothing and together we will pass down the path of the wanderer in such fashion as i shall show thee go go swiftly and bid those who minister to me pass out with thee then ray turned and fled without the doors of the shrine many priests were gathered fly the women of tanis are upon you he cried i charge ye to fly this old crone is mad quoth one we watch the hathor 
and come all the women of the world, we fly not. Ye are mad indeed, said Ray, and sped on. He passed the gates. The gates clashed behind him. He won the outer space, and hiding in the shadows of the temple walls, looked forth. The night was dark, but from every side a thousand lights poured down towards the shrine. On they came like lanterns on the waters of Sehor at the night of the Feast of Lanterns. Now he could see their host. It was the host of the women of Tanis, and every woman bore a lighted torch. They came by tens, by hundreds, and by thousands, and before them was Miriamun, seated in a golden chariot, and with them were asses, oxen, and camels, laden with bitumen, wood, and reeds. Now they gained the gates, and now they crashed them in with battering trees of palm. The gates fell. The women poured through them. At their head went Miriamun the queen. Bidding certain of them stay by her chariot, she passed through, and standing at the inner gates, called aloud to the priests to throw them wide. "'Who art thou who darest come up with fire against the holy temple of Hathor?' asked the guardian of the gates. "'I am Miriamun, the queen of Chem,' she answered. "'Come with the women of Tanis to slay the witch thou guardest. "'Throw the gates wide, or die with the witch.' "'If indeed thou art the queen,' answered the priest, "'here there sits a greater queen than thou. "'Go back, go back, Miriam,' who art not afraid to offer violence to the immortal gods, go back, lest the curse smite thee. Draw on, draw on, ye women, cried Miriamun. Draw on, smite down the gates, and tear these wicked ones limb from limb. Then the women screamed aloud and battered on the gates with trees, so that they fell. They fell, and the women rushed in madly. They seized the priests of Hathor and tore them limb from limb as dogs tear a wolf. Now the shrine stood before them. Touch not the doors, cried Miriam. Bring fire and burn the shrine with her who dwells therein. Touch not the doors. Look not in the witch's face, but burn her where she is with fire. Then the women brought the reeds and the wood and piled them around the shrine to twice the height of a man. They brought ladders also, and piled the fuel upon the roof of the shrine till all was covered, and they poured pitch over the fire, and then, at the word of Miriamun, they cast torches on the pitch and drew back screaming. For a moment the torches smouldered. Then suddenly, on every side, great tongues of flame leapt up to heaven. Now the shrine was wrapped in fire, and yet they cast fuel on it till none might draw near because of the heat. Now it burned as a furnace burns, and now the fire reached the fuel on the roof. It caught, and the shrine was but a sheet of raging flame that lit the white-walled city, and the broad face of the waters as the sun lights the land. The alabaster walls of the shrine turned whiter yet with heat. They cracked and split till the fabric tottered to its fall. "'Now there is surely an end of the witch,' cried Miriamun, and the women screamed in answer to her. But even as they screamed, a great tongue of flame shot out through the molten doors, 
ten fathoms length and more it shot like a spear of fire full in its path stood a group of the burners it struck them it licked them up and lo they fell in blackened heaps upon the ground ray looked down the path of the flame there in the doorway whence it had issued stood the golden hathor wrapped round with fire and the molten metal of the doors crept about her feet there she stood in the heat of the fire but there was no stain of fire on her nor on her white robes nor on her streaming hair and even through the glow of the furnace he saw the light of the red star at her breast the flame licked her form and face it wrapped itself round her and curled through the masses of her hair but still she stood unharmed while the burners shrank back amazed all save miriamun the queen and as she stood she sang wild and sweet and the sound of her singing came through the roar of the flames and reached the ears of the women who forgetting their rage clung to one another in fear thus she sang of that beauty which men seek in all women and never find and of the eternal war for her sake between the women and the men which is the great war of the world and thus her song ended will ye bring flame to burn my shrine who am myself a flame bring death to tame this charm of mine that death can never tame will ye bring fire to harm my head who am myself a fire bring vengeance for your lovers dead upon the world's desire nay women while the earth endures your loves are not your own they love you not these loves of yours helen they love alone my face they seek in every face mine eyes in yours they see they do but kneel to you a space and rise and follow me then still singing she stepped forward from the shrine and as she went the walls fell in and the roof crashed down upon the ruin and the flames shot up into the very sky helen heeded it not she looked not back but out to the gates beyond she glanced not at the fierce blackened faces of the women nor on the face of miriamun who stood before her but slowly passed towards the gates nor did she go alone for with her came a canopy of fire hedging round her with flame that burned from nothing the women saw the wonder and fell down in their fear covering their eyes miriamun alone fell not but she too must cover her eyes because of the glory of helen and the fierceness of the flame that wrapped her round now helen ceased singing but moved slowly through the courts till she came to the outer gates here by the gates was the chariot of miriamun then helen called aloud and the queen who followed heard her words ray she cried draw nigh and have no fear draw nigh that i may pass with thee down that path the wanderer treads draw nigh and let us swiftly hence for the hero's last battle is at hand and i would greet him ere he die ray heard her and drew near trembling tearing from him the women's weeds he wore and showing the priest's garb beneath and as he came the fire that wrapped her glory round left her and passed upward like a cloak of flame she stretched out her hand to him saying 
lead me to yonder chariot ray and let us hence then he led her to the chariot while those who stood by fled in fear she mounted the chariot and he set himself beside her then he grasped the reins and called to the horses and they bounded forward and were lost in the night but miriamon cried in her wrath the witch is gone gone with my own servant whom she hath led astray bring chariots and let horsemen come with the chariots for where she passes there i will follow a to the end of the world and the coast of death End of chapter 6